Hello, adventurer, and welcome to the Skyrim Book Club, the on-the-go solution for the busy adventure in Tamriel's coldest, far-reaching province. Let us collect the literature and lore of this great province for you and put it into a portable package so that you never have to stop fighting dragons, picking flowers, or stealing from shopkeepers when they aren't looking. With an ever-increasing archive, SkyrimBookClub.ca has got the story for you. Until next time, enjoy the book. One of the times Anaquina saved Kunzari, transcribed by Anishi, Keeper of Legends for the Sixteen Kingdoms, a tale of Anaquina's sly and cunning tactics. Nequinal Rasle, called Anaquina Sharptongue in the common language of Cyrodiil, wandered the land for many moons as Kunzari's boon companion. Some called them lovers, which they were at times. Others called them heroes, for they certainly accomplished heroic deeds. One such deed involved the Mayormer. During their travels together, Kunzari and Anaquina visited the island of Canarthi's Roost. The sea elves and the cat folk coexisted on the island, sometimes on friendly terms, sometimes not. This particular event occurred during one of the latter periods. There are several versions of this tale. Some focus on how Kunzari saved the day, but the one I like best paints a picture of a different hero. Here is that version of the story. One of the sea elf captains, a brute by the name of Linvalor, kidnapped the daughter of a moon priest, and refused all efforts of negotiation for her release. Anaquina said she had an idea, but Kunzari rushed off to save the moon priest's daughter before she could stop him. As crafty and powerful as Kunzari was, he could also be reckless. This recklessness allowed Linvalor and his crew of Maramor cutthroats to capture the would-be hero without too much fuss or bother. Now it fell to Anaquina to rescue both the moon priest's daughter and Kunzari. How can you succeed when even the great Kunzari failed? asked the moon priest. Hmm, Anaquina purred. This one will simply do what she does best. The sea elf doesn't stand a chance. So Anaquina walked bravely into Linvalor's camp, ignoring the many sword-wheeling pirates to stride directly to where the sea elf captain was gambling with his officers. They were involved in a close game of Deceiver's Discs, also called Swords and Shields, and didn't even notice her until she was right on top of them and said, Hmm, that looks like an interesting game. Can anyone play? or do you only accept gold from wet-eared elves? Intrigued and attracted to Anaquinas' poise and confidence, Linvalor offered her a seat and dismissed the rest of his crew. We will play, Linvalor said, but not for gold. If I win, then you will sail with me for thirty days and thirty nights as my slave and companion. Anaquina feigned shock at such a proclamation. And if this one wins? she asked slyly. Linvalor laughed. No cat, especially no female cat has ever bested me in anything. So name your price, cat, and let us play. Very well, Anaquinas said. If this one wins, then all three of us, the moon priest's daughter, Kunzari, and me, walk away free and clear. Captain Linvalor, confident that his victory was assured and eager to get the beguiling catwoman into his bed, agreed. The match that followed was intense, with Linvalor bluffing and bellowing his way through every round of play, while Anaquina pretended ignorance of the rules and fear of every rattle of the disc tumbler. Both were expert players, however, and after many rounds, and the consumption of an inordinate amount of wine, it all came down to this. Linvalor had two discs remaining, while Anaquina had only one. The opponents rattled their remaining discs in their respective tumblers. Then, with much deliberation, they smacked the tumblers down to set the discs so that either their sword side or shield side was face up under the container. Linvalor lifted the tumbler slightly, and took a quick peek underneath, one each of a sword and shield, before covering his two discs again. Anaquinas simply smiled, 
not bothering to look at all. Linvalor knew there were two of one symbol between them. He just had to accurately guess whether it was two swords or two shields. Two, he started, trying to glean anything from Anaquinas' calm expression. Shields? He finished, but it came out more like a question than a statement. Oh, you are such a deceiver, Captain, Anaquinas said, lifting her tumbler to reveal her disc. A sword. Linvalor wiped sweat from his brow as he plucked one of his discs and set it aside. Last toss of the discs, Captain, she said, as they each added their single remaining disc to their tumblers and started shaking them. Anaquina blew the sea elf a kiss as she slammed her tumbler down. With a growl, he did the same. Linvalor lifted his tumbler just enough to check. His disc was shield side up. Once again, Anaquina refused to check on her disc. So without bothering to check, she said, Two shields, since it is obvious that between the two of us, neither one of us has a sword. They each lifted their tumblers to reveal. They had each tossed a shield. Cheater! Linvalor bellowed as he stood, scattering the game components and spilling what remained of the wine. Now, now, Captain, Anaquinas scolded. This one has heard that, if nothing else, sea elves were as good as their word. Let us go, and Anaquina will return in a year and a day for another game. Reluctantly, the captain agreed. Next time, the outcome will be different, Cat. This one looks forward to it, she purred. As they departed with the moon priest's daughter between them, Kunzari asked, You cheated, yes? Anaquina gave him an innocent look. And do you really plan to play him again? Anaquina laughed. Of course! How else will this one get one of those sleek pirate ships?